0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a bonus rebroadcast of the Spoiler Warning Podcast. I'm Christopher Schnasey.
1: And I'm Stephen Miller.
0: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, um, a while back, during our uh, SF Film Week reviews that we put out before we went off and did our thing in Tribeca, uh, we we reviewed a little film called Leave No Trace, Um, that film is currently playing in theaters or coming out soon this week. It seems like we've been getting a little bit more traffic to the site um, hitting that review. So we thought we would re-put it up in the feeds, give it a new intro, um, and then kind of just hopefully anybody who missed it or didn't bother to listen because it wasn't a film that was coming out. Didn't uh,
1: want to scroll through the like 80 Tribeca episodes of (laughs) things they'd never heard of.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we figured we'd give it a proper release separately. Yeah, I mean, anything that you'd like to say uh, up front, just before we dive into the episode? Uh,
1: Not really, except for that I think I I re-listened this morning to the review, and I think I I stand by how I felt. I think the film, I gave it a fairly positive recommendation, and I think it's stuck with me, and it definitely has survived that intact. So I think it's a lovely little film, and I'm excited for people to go out and see it.
0: Yeah, I think you've heard my opinion more recently than I've heard my opinion. Um, but I think that I was I was a little bit hard on the film just because I wanted more of a statement from the film, and it's sort of just like a a experience film. And I think that over the last. Over the last few weeks, even before it came out, I've seen the trailer a lot, not just because it's been playing in theaters near us, but also because I've sent it to people in the context of talking about the film Captain Fantastic versus this film. Mm -hmm. So I've watched both the trailer for Captain Fantastic and the trailer for Leave No Trace, like at least five times in the last few weeks. Um, And I think just revisiting that trailer, it makes me remember the positive things that I did enjoy about that film. And I think that like given the the space from it and like just the diving back into the trailer i think that i would have maybe been a little more positive on the film um but i think i appreciate uh what that film did and the performance in it performances in it are great um, yeah
1: I, i'm not gonna lie i saw that it's playing at the embarcadero locally right now and i kind of thought about trying to catch it again this week because <laughs> it is it, it, it's that kind of small quiet indie centered around a young adult and i, I just think that's like very interesting like yeah. it that that's just the sort of thing that always pushes my buttons and i think this is a very earnest movie that just tries to step back and let characters be themselves and it isn't trying to moralize it isn't trying to squeeze it into any sort of neat oversimplified package and you know that's my bread and butter so yeah happy for this one also it's fitting, I think, that for a nice quiet movie, you're going to hear a quiet review. Where we we had just gotten into an Airbnb in New York City when we recorded this, and we were like <laughs> basically whispering because it's like two in the morning, and we don't oh, know it. we don't know how loud we can be. So. Yeah, yeah. So it is
0: one of those really quiet ones. Yeah good times um well yeah so we are going to go ahead and just play the trailer for uh leave no trace i think when we originally did the episode there was only a clip available online and that's what i think i played um we're going to do the current trailer for this film you'll hear that and then when we come back from that trailer it'll just be dropped into the review as it was released um back then uh so hopefully you enjoy here we go It's not a drill. He's got him. Stand up. You alone out here? My daughter's with me.
1: Dad? Let's go. Can you tell me where you live? In the park?
0: There's 435 questions. Respond true or false to each question.
1: Who taught you how to read? My dad teaches me. You're actually quite a bit ahead of where you need to be.
0: I wake up rested and peaceful most mornings. True. My day-to-day life is full of things that keep me interested. True. I have nightmares or troubling dreams.
1: Is your dad in the service? He was. Do you feel safe living with your dad? We didn't need to be rescued. Your dad needs to provide you shelter and a place to live. He did.
0: It's not a crime to be unhoused, but it's illegal to live on public land. We have found an option. Are we gonna be okay here? still think our own thoughts. Keep pedaling. Look where you wanna go. School is about social skills, not just intellectual ones.
1: I think it might be easier on us if we try to adapt.
0: We're wearing their clothes, we're in their house, we're eating their food, we're doing their work. We have adapted. First of thousand, right on the wall. Pick your things. Did you even try? Because I can't tell. Somebody said, unspeakable love to Where's your home? With my dad. You same thing that's wrong with you isn't wrong with me. Where are you guys headed? I don't think we knew where we were going. Leave No Trace Uh, is the story of a father and his daughter who have been sort of living off the land in a park in Portland, Portland. Portland. Um, And basically they've sort of just been living together off the land. He is a vet and uh, he's sort of just been living there teaching her how to survive, uh, self-teaching her the classes that she would be if if she was normally in school. And uh, they are caught by law enforcement and uh, their life is sort of interrupted, their, their nor- normal pattern of daily life. And the film is told from the daughter's point of view as she sort of adjusts to the new life they're forced into, having been caught for uh, squatting in a public park. Mm-hmm. Stephen Miller, what did you think of Leave No Trace?
1: I thought this was the perfect sort of movie to watch in the context of a local film festival. Um, what I mean by that is this is the sort of movie that is not big, it isn't making a grand statement, it isn't doing a whole lot, and short of Ben Foster, it doesn't have any kind of name power behind it. Yeah. Um, but the story it wants to tell is so small and careful that if you're in a crowd of sympathetic people who want to get the most out of the movie, I think it just delivers a bunch Um this is exactly what I wanted from Captain Fantastic or The Glass <laughs> Castle with none of the kind of pseudo-intellectual baggage or like obvious heartstring tugging that those movies did. This is a movie that, if it was manipulating me, it did it so gently that I barely noticed. I think this is a very, very naturalistic, simple story that just wants to tell you, imagine two people who are homeless, like who are living outside in parks try to picture what their life looks like and what would drive them to live this way and what their dynamic would be and that's it yeah yeah. that's the whole setup of the movie the rest is just watching them interact things happen to them they go on a little bit of a roller coaster of sorts emotionally but this is just a movie about what would it be like to have been in that situation um so much so that you and I both thought this must have been inspired by an autobiographical uh, source material. It, it wasn't actually. It was just like a fiction story that oh, a person is it wrote. fiction? May, maybe it was informed.
0: It's, it's based on a... So it's based on a book, which I just assumed was a memoir. No,
1: yeah. It's based on a book that does not appear to be a memoir because the author is a man and the story is about a young girl and her father. Hmm. Um, but it has so Ste- many details... Steven, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it has so many details that... I feel like it must be based on at least someone who understands the social sector, kind of the way Short Term 12. Short Term 12 seemed like it had to be written by a person who worked in the social sector, who worked with troubled children. Yeah. But I don't think it was. But it was written informed by that, by someone who was interested in that world and wanted to learn about it. Yeah. Um, and this just feels so specific It would blow my mind if it isn't informed by it. Um, There's so many details in this movie, like the questionnaire that the social worker asks of Ben Foster's character when he's been taken in for questioning. The flag performance at a church that they go to. um, (laughs) This very particular kind of RV community that they stumble around or the a Greyhound Washington or just the kindness of strangers like this is a movie where so many people behave kindly and decently in ways that do not normally play well on film because you want every character to have like a motive or an agenda and this is just a movie that is like two people trying their best and the rest of the world trying to be relatively decent people in the face of that and I just found it very tender. I really love the relationship between the daughter, Thomas and Mackenzie is the actress's name, and the father, Ben Foster, like the sounds they make to each other to signal what they're doing, the details of how they go into hiding when they think they're going to be caught. It, it's just very heartfelt, and it, it's simple. I think the Florida Project is like a pretty easy thing to compare this movie to in that it is just trying to show you this world, like illuminate a world that exists and not do much else, yeah i don 't know that this could withstand a big theatrical release, but I think this is a like wonderful little indie movie to to soak in so i I had a really nice time with this. I thought it set the tone of the festival very well
0: um so as as listeners long time listeners to the podcast not even that long as as in several months ago, listeners to the podcast know. The Florida Project was my second favorite film of last year. Um, that film was really special to me, um, and I really loved it. And I think that there are things to compare to, um, and it's mostly the fact that, like, The daughter was living under conditions that were not great, but you can see genuine love of the father. I think that it's clear from this story that even though they were homeless, not just in like a a rundown hotel, that I think Ben Foster was providing for her more than maybe the mother in, in the Florida Project was like she had a roof over her head but she was also in not-so-great conditions. Mm. Um, and I think in both cases, it's about children who are in non-ideal situations who are fine with the situation they're in and don't understand the gravity of the situation that they're in. Um, I think those are the levels of of, of of how... Those are the easy ways that you can compare both stories and what they share in the positiveness of them. Um, I think, in general... I like this far less than I like the Florida project. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's funny. the uh, I, like, as, as I mentioned a few moments ago, I a hundred percent just assumed that this book was a memoir because, you know, as we were leaving the theater, I kind of like made, made the statement that as the film was going, I felt like this had to end with either titles specifically talking to the writer's father or a based on a book type thing. And once again, I assumed it was a memoir because I feel like this film is is not as informative as it should be. Mm. I think that it. I, I agree that it was written by somebody who has knowledge of of like social work systems and how they work and what it can do to parent child um, pairings, but I feel like it is not written from a person who experienced it as the child. Um, Even though the story is told from that standpoint, because I feel that we I feel like the film is one is the type of film that truly is told from the child's perspective in that the audience doesn't get to know the true things that are happening to to the pairing. Like I, I feel that that. Just like the daughter wouldn't understand what's happening to her, what's happening to her father, what her father's going through, the the past that the father has lived through, why when he came back um, from like war and after his wife was no longer in the picture, why he resorted to like living in the wilderness away from normal society, like the film can't deal with that because it's told from a point of view that doesn't understand what happened or why those decisions are being made and i feel that this is the type of story that i really want to feel that like i want to understand from both the father's standpoint and from the daughter's standpoint why what they're going through is either okay or not okay and i feel like the film doesn't really take that stance it's just a very experiential film that is like it it feels like the type of story like one of the films we're not going to review is is don't worry you won't get far on foot. Mm. And in that film I think that Stephen and I um a we're not very positive on the film and and B I think that that film was just the type of film that is like these events happened in real life here they are in Deal film with form. A. Yeah. Yeah, I made a movie these all happened. And that doesn't make a good narrative necessarily. And I think that mm-hmm. the the overall arc of these characters is not that great. Being with the characters from it is rewarding. Like seeing these characters interact and seeing the girl make the decision she makes by the end of the film is like, it's, 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 it has heartfelt moments and it's like, it, it, it's, it's not an unenjoyable film, right? (laughs) Um, it, I enjoyed watching it, but I just think it's not that great of a story, And outside of my assumption that the events all happened, I didn't know why this was it it was decided to be made into a film, because I don't think the story overall is that interesting outside of the seeing a father who loves his daughter trying to provide for her while still trying to live the life that he feels comfortable living post- fighting in a war <laughs> right
1: so i think i i definitely get what you're saying we we talked about this a little bit after after the film and it's true this definitely is not a movie that wants to tell us why ben foster feels the way he feels um it harkens back to a few things like having been in the war and the loss of loss of his wife but it never gets specific and I kind of think the reason for that is it can't get specific. It's a feeling, like it's an irrationality. And I think what's really interesting about his performance, which I think is like a great performance, in that it's totally believable uh, to me, is that he never he he has this love for his daughter that feels fragile. Like it feels like things are not right. Like he needs her too much. Yeah. And that need could be suffocating or it could lead him to make decisions that are not good. But it never teeters over into feeling like dangerous or abusive. Like it it walks this line really well, I think, where you, you sympathize with him. I would say slightly my sympathy with him for him was more clean than my sympathy for the mother in the Florida Project. Because I do feel like he is aware of the responsibility that he has and is aware of the effect he's having on her. Yeah. And he's trying within this very flawed, hurt perspective to do the right thing. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's a scene, like, it's just like an early on scene. It's not huge to the plot, but Mm -hmm. essentially the daughter's hungry, and though he wants to live off the land, he decides to make a trip into town, visit, like, a vet assistance. Yeah, VA hospital. Yeah, yeah. And, And then go, like, sell the stuff that he would get for visiting there to other vets um, who need it more than he does and then try to provide her, like, a nice meal as Mm -hmm. opposed to, like, the we cut some plants from the forest and ate mushrooms, right? So, like, like, there's definitely a sense of he knows when he's crossing a line of negligence towards Mm -hmm. his child and when it's, like, fun camping time, (laughs) right? So, like, you can definitely see where he is putting her first um even when she's working with the social worker like she's she's overeducated for her age like mm-hmm. th- there's there's a lot, it goes out of its way to make sure you know that the daughter's fine it's just that they're living in uh technically illegal circumstances well and
1: the thing is she's fine and she's not fine like i i don't want to ruin the arc of the film but there are moments later in the film that make you question is this even safe like is this actually all that heartfelt or is there a real danger to this lifestyle that they have? And I think the movie definitely, it wants to poke at you and have you feel both. It wants you to believe that he cares and that her life has been good and not too deprived by the circumstance and also heavily feel that she needs to get out of the circumstance. And it, it so- does like an interesting thing to you where... It, It dangles in front of you the feeling of what would her life look like in a normal situation. And that, to me, was the most heartwarming part of the film. And without giving too much away, that is not the entirety of the movie. Like, the movie takes that away from you for some period of time. And it was really hard for me to wrestle with because there is, like, this father's love and not letting go of him and the family unit being a family unit. I thought this was going to be a movie where the government is bad. Yeah. The people who are enforcing the law are bad and they are breaking up a thing that works and they're doing damage. I thought this was going to be a movie about like displacing the homeless or something. And it is not that movie. I think everyone, including social workers, are very sympathetic in this movie. And it's kind of just like an intractable problem. And it's just like letting you sit with this difficult dynamic where the right thing isn't obvious because it... The dad can't handle the correct action. Yeah, and that to me that was just really interesting. I had never thought about the world in that light before.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to chew over. I'm still. (laughs) We promised no spoilers, so I I don't want. I I guess I I never felt the daughter was in danger. Mm. I, I felt it was more a an emotional connection that she was missing from the rest of the world. That like I I, figured, I thought she was always safe with her father. I mean, okay, now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it just came back to me. Yeah,
1: I think there are moments in Washington that are not safe. <laughs>
0: well, also, <laughs> it, yeah. it's okay. We don't yeah, we don't yeah, need to yeah, go. To yeah, yeah, we don't need to go with it.
1: But um, I, I think that's where it is playing with you. And I, I was wrestling with that because I I really believe the arc of this film was going to be the arc of a room type film where it's this is the before and this is the after. Yeah, I was ready for that movie. Yeah. I was ready to cry at that movie.
0: Like when she cuts her hair and loses all yeah, her strong.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I, I was ready for all of that. And what it gave me instead was something much more difficult, but I I liked it. It was the kind of difficulty that I felt like only a small, naturalistic little movie that is all about expression and not much about plot could give you. Yeah. So I was really happy with it. it. To me, it felt very Andrea Arnold, like American Honey, this feeling of just being in nature and seeing beauty and loneliness there at the same time. I'm a sucker for that. So I, I really liked what this movie did.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't not like it, but it definitely was a film that doesn't answer the questions that a Christopher Schneezy wants, wants to hear. Like I'm, I am all about, I, I, I need motivations from the characters and justification for their actions. Like I'm fine with, not agreeing with somebody's justifications, but I want to know that they're justified in their action. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, um, like, you know, Ben Foster's sort of like, I know what I should do, but I can't. I'm fine with that. But I think the 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 daughter's inability to understand what's happening in the rest of the world, like, it, I felt like the film could have been commenting on that, but instead mm-hmm. it was just showing that. Um, and it was kind of like experience without like thesis <laughs> is less exciting to me than like you taking a stance on something about a situation. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah.
1: Okay. I agree. I do just want to say though, I think both lead performances, like this movie is all the daughter and the father. Oh yeah. And that, nothing else. And I think they're both like incredibly good performances. Yeah, they're they're
0: they're great in this yeah. film. Like they they are what made this film so watchable. Mm-hmm. Um yeah I think without their performances I would have been l- much less entertained by this film. I mean, this is a film that has, like, five acts. <laughs> like, it's 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 a film where, like, you think it's done, and then, like, two more major events are going to happen mm-hmm.
1: that are going to, like, go, like, oh, 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 yeah, okay, cool. 30 more minutes. It's to the movie. opposite of wild, where you think <laughs> there will be three acts and there's only one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, the, the daughter did get that horse tattoo by the right. end of it, though. <laughs> Uh, she didn't get a tattoo, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, should should we, should we get to verdicts? Sure. <laughs> All right, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give this a must-see, I recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: I'm giving it a gentle must-see. I think this this movie just does so many things right, and it's exactly what I was hoping for when I watched the trailer. It's what the synopsis promised me it's what I go to indie sort of films to get. This didn't make me cry profusely in the theater, but if I were like on an airplane or at home with headphones, you bet your ass I was going to cry. <laughs> um, and I, I just think it's very, it's a very nice movie. It's a heartwarming one that I want to root for.
0: Um, I promise you listeners, I'm going to get very excited about some films in the future, but for this one, <laughs> Uh, this is probably a wait for rental for me. Um, like I said, it, it was a film that I enjoyed enough watching, but it wasn't one where I was like, Oh man, if you miss this movie, you're missing something like really great. It, it was, it was what I <laughs> As Steven said earlier, it's exactly what you'd expect from a local film festival. Um, but, I, but yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a perfectly fine film. I just, it, it wasn't that exciting to me. Mm-hmm. So wait for rental for me. Once again, I promise I will be excited about some things in the future. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think that's going to bring us to the end of this review of Leave No Trace. Stephen Miller, if people want to have a trace to find you, (laughs) where do you leave a trace?
1: If people want to trace route me, they can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
0: People can find me at Christopher or twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at the where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, it is available on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash warning or like us at Facebook.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will, I don't know, actually, I think for all of these episodes, it'll be this weird clapping thing that started before all of the films that we saw during the festival. So if we had to listen to it multiple times, you have to listen to it multiple times. So, uh... Enjoy the clapping. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so that was our review. So uh, you
1: ready to go off and do another review, Stephen? I sure am.
0: All right. Take care, everybody. We will see you in the next review.
1: And refill the beer. (laughs) Yes.